0: and welcome, everybody, to this kickoff episode of 2017 of the Game Changer Podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I'm your host. And since we last were together, I actually got my very first book on Amazon. I'm so excited. Now, let's be clear. This is not the book that I have referenced many times that I, quite frankly, should have gotten done. But it is one that is very near and dear to my heart. It is one that is based upon episode number 45 with my very dear friend, Tammy Drexler, where we talked about fate and destiny and what it means to live at a level 10 kind of life. And the reason that I'm referencing this outside of the fact that I really am very fired up for that even happening, it's been entirely too long in coming. But the reason is, is because this conversation we're gonna have right now around goal setting obviously is very tied to your destiny, tied to what kind of a life and a legacy you're going to leave behind. So while you may have taken many classes and courses, and goodness knows I've given a lot of them around goal setting, this is going to be very specific to one aspect, if you will, or the foundation to what I consider all goal setting, which is mindset, So hopefully this is a time that you are not out on a hike or working out at the gym or driving in your car, but if you are, no problem. Listen to these thoughts or ideas. And then maybe when you get back home and you have a pen and paper, you can take time to kind of go through and maybe write some of these thoughts out that you have, but maybe it's not such a bad idea to have a go through once before you actually sit down and start thinking about some of these questions around really what you want for 2017 that is going to set you up for the remainder of your life. So... With that, here's what I'd like us to start off with as a foundation around all goals, people that achieve them and people that don't. It's going to come down to a few different things that I'm going to highlight here in the next little bit of time that we have together, certainly around honesty, around values, around what you really want and what the driving force is behind what you say you want. So in this concept around goal setting, understand that to me, when we're reflecting back on what has worked and what hasn't worked, and as we go forward, what we want to take forward into the upcoming year, I'm looking at the big things. These are the rocks. These are not the pebbles and not the sand. You know, I think we've all heard the statement, there's even a book out that's, don't sweat the small stuff. That's exactly it, because the small stuff is not going to be what moves the needle of your life. We're after the really, really big things, the things that have the biggest ability to make the most amount of impact. I also think we've all heard of the 80-20 rule that 20% of the things that you do are going to have the impact of 80% on the rest of your life. These are the big, big things. So as we're talking, or I guess really as I'm talking, that's what I want you to consider. I want us to kick the minutiae to the side, all the sand and all the pebbles, and really focus on that big stuff. As we go forward, when we're reflecting on 2016 and what we want to carry into 2017, then we're going to have the ability with the right mindset to go at things with a backhoe of really moving and excavating the stuff that will make a difference and not worried about grabbing chopsticks and trying to pluck one little grain of sand at a time as though that's going to matter. Because by the way, it most certainly will not. So before we move forward with this concept here anymore about the difference between rocks and pebbles and sand, I want to give you one example so that I can make sure that we are all on the same playing field here. If you're somebody and you are saying that I want my financial status to be much better in 2017 than what it ever has in any other point in my life, meaning that I want to be able to not only have more in my checking and savings account, but I also want to have a bigger net worth... If you're somebody that's saying that, and one of your methodologies in order to get there of really being able to live a completely financially free life, that you can go anywhere and do anything at any point in time and not worry about writing that check and whether or not it's going to bounce, if one of your strategies is going to Starbucks less often, I'm going to tell you that that is sand, that is not a big thing. In fact, I would also really challenge if the only time you go to Starbucks is to meet your friends, maybe it's friends on a Friday morning or maybe it's a networking group, that social time that you get at Starbucks, maybe it's a break from the kids or the chaos at home and that's your solace, your your one hour a couple of times a week, that value that you get from that is not worth the $4 savings that you have on the back end. There's one. The other one is, if we're talking financial abundance and you're measuring it in $4 cups of coffee, we're, we're talking about entirely different things here. I'm really after the big things, things that are going to have a monumental impact on your life. The other stuff is going to take care of itself. If we get to the place of true financial freedom, then no one's questioning how often you go to Starbucks. So let's just level set here. We're talking about the big things, the things that really have the ability to make a difference, and this absolutely has got to start with our mindset. As we get underway, there's no way we can understand what our mindset is, what we believe, what we hold to be true, the things that really matter, that we're going to have a big why behind what we're accomplishing in 2017, without first being very honest about what we value. So if you are at a place that you're writing things down, you've got pen and paper as we're going along, I'd like you to write down some things that you think you value. Now, here's a lot of options. Let me just throw some out, and there's you know as, as many as the day is long. Maybe you're somebody who values growth and learning. Maybe you're somebody who values contribution and giving back. Maybe you're somebody who values time with family and friends. Maybe you're somebody who values really feeling good and having abundant energy that you can spring up out of bed every day and that carries you through all the way until you go to bed at night with absolutely not one dip in energy throughout the entirety of your day. Maybe you're somebody who wants to be financially free. As I had mentioned before, where you're not calculating how many cups of coffee you buy at Starbucks, that truly you can do anything you want to do and not have a worry about what your bank account looks like, that you are so financially stable, whatever it is, you've got it. Now, I want you to think about those things and think about a few others. If you're jotting things down, now is the time to hit the pause button and be very honest about what you truly value about what holds meaning for you, because this, by the way, is how you're going to derive your level of fulfillment in life. No matter what else it is that is going on, when you look at what you value and how you spend your time, herein lies our fulfillment. What I've noticed is what people say they value and what people actually do with their time often have nothing to do with each other. So I want us to be very clear here about what we're saying we value so that we have some sort of a benchmark to understand if in fact what we're doing every single day is lending itself to those things. Now, I want to tell you about a conversation that I recently had with somebody on this exact topic where we were going through what mattered to them. They were saying that they were stuck, not knowing what they should put down. What they knew is that they wanted next year to not look like any other year, that it had to be better than any other year ever. Of course, most people, when they say better than any other year, they typically start with abundance and they categorize that typically by saying, I'd like to be where I want, when I want, with whom I want, anytime I want, doing whatever it may be, and know that that's all on My shoulders, my schedule, my choice, my time, and I pick all of that. Okay. If that's your idea of financial freedom, that certainly is something that you can list. Now, here's what I'm saying about what you value and being very honest about what you value and how you actually spend your time. Now, this same person, everything I listed was actually their list of values, They listed growth and learning, contribution and giving back, time with family and friends, feeling good and having abundant energy, getting to relax and not feeling overly stressed at any point in time, and being truly financially free. I asked this person to formulate a statement around what this looked like, sort of their mission statement, if you will, for their life, how they could combine all that. And they wrote this, getting to do what you want, where you want, with whom you want, and contributing to them and others by everything I've learned. Okay, that seems to encompass all of that. Now here's the reality check. I said, now I want you to talk to me about your typical every day. And without hesitation, this person rolled right into a typical day. Well, when I get up, I'm already behind. I have to work long hours, there's absolutely no time to exercise, and therefore I don't eat very well because I grab food wherever I can, whenever I can, and it's typically not the best. Whenever I do see family and friends, which isn't nearly as often as I like, I'm either tired, I wind up complaining, I'm listening to them complaining, it's not really good time, it's more commiserating about who's got what going on worse in their life. I also then realize that I spend probably too much time going out, then I spend too much money, and then I feel worse about it, and that doesn't help out either. Then the next day, I get up late, I rush off to Starbucks because I don't have time to eat, I spend more money there and I probably shouldn't, here we go again about complaining about going to Starbucks, and then my day goes on. So folks, let's stop and listen. This person says that they valued all of the things I mentioned before, yet their day every day has absolutely nothing to do with anything that they say they value. So what I'm saying is before we can really write down our goals of what we say we want, we will get absolutely nowhere and accomplish nothing if we aren't first honest about what we say we value and the actions we are willing, not capable, because we're all capable of almost anything, But what we're willing to do is quite another thing. So what are you willing to do every day, every single day to honor what you say you value? All right, here we go. Hopefully you have a list written out of what you value, what matters to you, what really is going to be the things that really drive your fulfillment moving forward in 2017 and beyond. And as we are thinking about 2017, we have to hit the pause button because the reality is the only way we can honestly capitalize on what our greatness is of what's going really well is to do a bit of reflection onto what went really well in 2016. Conversely, if we want to avoid some pitfalls, if we want to have some true lessons learned and say, okay, here are some things that did not work out well at all and this cannot happen again, We have to acknowledge those as well. And further, we have to understand what mindset got us to make those decisions in the first place. If we don't have understanding for that, odds are we're going to keep repeating that pattern. And you see it in people that date the wrong person over and over again, or make the same bad financial decision over and over again, or choose the bad job after the next bad job after the next bad job. What you find out is, is that that mindset that was created in order for those things to exist has got to get shifted. And if you don't, then you should have every anticipation that those situations are going to continue to recreate them. So that's what we're after today, doing a bit of a deep dive to figure out what we were thinking, shift what we need to shift, and maximize what we need to maximize. So with that, here's the very first thing I would have you do. Really take a look at how you spent your time in 2016. For those of us that keep a calendar, that's a fairly easy thing to do. Literally, it'll probably take you an hour to look back and take notes on each month of some big things. Remember, we're after the big boulders here, not the pebbles and not the sand, but the big things that went on for you in 2016. As you're flipping through the calendar, you can also do this on your iPhone through pictures. There's a lot of ways we capture, without realizing it, how we're doing and how we're spending our time as every day goes by. So when you're looking through on this calendar, I want you to take a look at what were the big things that had a tremendous impact that you absolutely want to keep going in 2017. Do you remember when you had a big change in diet? Do you remember when you maybe started a new exercise program? Did you join a kickball team? What are the things as you look back into 2016 where you think, boy, these things, maybe I start a new hobby, I start to learn a new language, whatever it is that you start in 2016 that you want to keep going, you need to make note of that. Spend an extra minute thinking about why you started that if you're still doing it and what it took for you to be able to sustain it, because that mindset also matters and we're going to need to tap into that. Further, You're gonna wanna take a look at the flip side. What are some things in 2017 or 2016 rather that quite frankly did not work out so well? Did you try 10 different diets and they all failed you? Did you join a yoga studio and then maybe a CrossFit place and then maybe kickboxing and really never stayed with any of them? We have to get to the bottom of that why as well. Because I will tell you, the second we shift that mindset, everything in cascading order changes after that. So I want us to make note on both sides of that coin of all of 2016. Now, here's some other questions I want you to make note of. Who did you meet in 2016 that was highly influential? Meaning somebody that really did make a difference in your life. Now, this could be a chance encounter. You maybe hired a mentor or hired a coach, but somebody who really absolutely made a difference for you this last year. How did that meeting happen? Again, if it was happenstance, really was it? Why did you choose to put yourself in that place at that time to even run across that person? All things that matter. Now, who is new in your inner circle in 2016? In the last year, has there somebody that you've brought into your tribe? And if there are a couple of people that you've added into your really close inner circle, why is that? What attributes do they have that you wanted to make sure you surrounded yourself more with? That's a conscious or sometimes a subconscious decision that you need to be aware of so that you can perpetuate it. If these are really solid, great people, you want to tap into the why behind that person, what you were looking for at that time that made you grab them and pull them in. And on the flip side, is there somebody that was part of your friend circle that no longer is? Is there somebody where you've evaluated this person, either I don't contribute to and they don't contribute back, however it may be, but this person, probably it's going to be best that we distance ourselves. I want you to stop and think about those decisions as well, because that also is going to matter as we move forward. Now, what events did you attend in 2016? Were these big events that you had every intention you thought they would be life-changing Was this an event that you went to? I'm sure if you follow this podcast, you heard I went to Date With Destiny. You maybe have heard that I'm going to India. What type of event have you attended that you either thought would have a great outcome or it did, but either which way, take a look at every big thing you went to or attended and the why behind it, because we're going to want to think through what we want to do in 2017 and how we can get the most out of all of the time that we have. Where did you go that you most enjoyed? Did you even have fun last year? That's a really big thing. And the older we get, sadly, we kind of have to schedule that in. It has to be with intent that we are going and doing things that we find fun and exciting. Was there a new skill that you learned or something that you may be improved upon? Now, here we go on some big categorical things. What wasted your time? What wasted your money? Who? wasted your time or money? And how did all of that come to be? Again, if we don't understand the mindset of things going haywire or south or sideways, then we will never, ever have the ability to course correct those things. If, they, if they're things that we treat as though we're a victim, as though these are things that just happened to us, they're going to keep happening So with each of these events, as you flip through the calendar and look at the events, look at the people that have come in, the people that have left, the things that you think, holy cow, I can't believe I spent five grand on that. Stop and think about the why behind it. Okay, hopefully you are at a place now where you've got lots of note-taking going on, things around values, lots of things in 2016 you want to carry forward, and some things in 2016 that you need to make sure they stop at that brick wall called New Year's Eve and that they do not continue. More importantly, I hope you're assigning some meaning behind each of these as to why they happened so that you can do a deeper dive into the mindset on each of them. Now we're moving into a whole new chapter here. This is actually one of the bigger takeaways from Tony Robbins and the Date with Destiny event You have seen it possibly show up around other goal-setting classes, but I can tell you it is absolutely front and center to what Tony Robbins does in his vision boarding around the purpose or mission statement for your life. And this is around your single question, meaning if you are going to ask a really good quality question every day and every day you live into that question, at some point this becomes so subconscious that it winds up how you live your life. If you ask a really good quality question, you're going to wind up leading a really good quality life. If you wind up asking a really bad question, you're going to wind up with probably a really bad quality answer and a really bad life. If it's why am I such a loser and that's how you go through your day, well, you're going to have every single thing show up to say, well, here's why you're a loser because you just now got a speeding ticket for being pulled over. Now you're a loser because you just lost your job because you were late for the third time this week. Now you're a loser because you can't pay your rent and who knows what you're going to do living under a freeway in the cardboard box. All of these things... If that's the quality of question you're asking, that's probably how you should expect your life to go. So the quality of the questions you ask are paramount. In the framework of this type of what is the question you're asking, I'm going to really make this simple for the purpose of what we're doing right now. But if you were to ask yourself, how could I show up every day with even more gratitude, especially in the moments where it's not quite so obvious? If you started every day that way, I can assure you, when things are really trying and very challenging, subconsciously, you know that that's the question, you would be saying, okay, in this moment, you know, I I maybe want to slap somebody, or maybe I want to take my car and ram that other car right off the road. But in that moment, you can stop and say, okay, in this moment, what do I really need to be grateful for? Because there's something in this moment right here that could cause me a lot of stress, or I could stand back and say, what should I be grateful for? What is this moment here to teach me about myself? Because the last podcast I did, if you didn't listen to it, was about messengers, because that's all this world is full of, right? That crazy person before us or the person on the street, they're all just messengers sent into our lives at the exact right moment, for us to be able to become the greatest, highest version of ourselves, especially when we don't think it's within us. So I'm going to give you a little example of this. I was out today earlier with my dog, Quinn. We were going for a nice long walk. And as we were walking, I could see about 50 yards ahead, an older man, probably maybe near 80 years old, and he had a walking stick and he was coming toward us. Now, just imagine for one second, if this guy has his everyday question. And his everyday question is, how could I help somebody that I don't know that's a perfect stranger that if I didn't cross their path, they may have wound up in trouble. Now, I don't know if that's what this guy's question is, but let's just pretend for the sake of this story that really did happen, that that's his point in life. He wants to show up helping perfect strangers in a way that if they hadn't crossed his path, things might not have gone very well. So as we're walking toward each other and he gets closer and closer, he, he brings out this camera, walks right in front of my path and says, hey, hang on, stop right there. I want to show you this. And I said, okay, great. I'm assuming actually it was a rattlesnake because I've run into them on this path before. But he says, take a look at this just up ahead around the corner. I just ran into this and he flips his camera around. I mean, it's like actually a camera, not an iPhone. So it's, it was kind of uh, interesting enough. I haven't even seen a real camera for a very long time, nor have I seen somebody who goes out hiking with a legitimate camera. Nonetheless, that has nothing to do with this story. He flips the camera around and here's this picture of a coyote, albeit it's actually a pretty large looking coyote. And he goes on to tell me, you know, where this coyote had walked, how long it took him to get startled, where he must've been headed. Maybe it was the rains. Maybe it was the lack of rains. Maybe it was the people, maybe the lack of people. He had every which story about it, but surely this coyote was going to get my dog. And I said, no problem. I got it. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I'm so thankful that I crossed your path today and you were able to share that with me. Who knows what would have happened otherwise? We talked a little bit longer and off he went. Now, let's say that was not this guy's question. Let's say this guy doesn't even have a question. Is he just out randomly taking uh, photographs of nature and wildlife? Maybe. Would he think that he needed to tell me about it? I don't know, but I can tell you For certain, if you start every single day with that question in mind of what can I be grateful for, how could I help somebody, how can I contribute, how can I learn and grow today, whatever your thing is, you will go through your day seeking an answer to that question. And this guy, if that's what his was, it's not just me he's gone through the day helping and looking for opportunities in which to help. I can tell you it winds up just being his identity and who he is and ultimately his legacy. I would I would think it would be fair to reason that it is eulogy. Everybody would describe him as the most outgoing, friendly, compassionate, kind, and helpful individual they could ever imagine running across. So this question really does matter. And you have to think about what that one thing is that's going to be your driving force that every day is going to get you through the thick and thin that if you get this answered and if you can nail this question every day and have a fulfilling life because you find a way to, to really gain enrichment in it, then that really is the make or break of people that have the most fantastic life and those people who, for whatever reason, wind up battling depression and questioning why they're even here. So on the topic of this question you're asking and roping in this concept about honesty, I do want you to ask yourself, if you are saying that you want to live in a state of gratitude or its contribution or its growth or whatever the thing is for you, and when you look at your values, the things that you write down that you really are committed with complete conviction to live into each and every day, then here's where 2017 planning comes in. What are you actually going to do every day that is going to contribute to each one of those things? And certainly you need to plan out what are the big rocks that you're doing in those categories to further your way along. If it's living in a state of gratitude and you know that you get stressed out or you know that there's things that people can push your buttons or you get you know, really angry What are some classes or skills you could look into from somebody who's got a biofeedback background? There are companies like HeartMath, things that can train you on brain and heart coherence that can enable you to really get through any quote unquote stressful situation in a much more calm fashion to consistently get a better outcome. If you're somebody that maybe thinks that the way to that is meditation, you want to incorporate meditation into way of life then what are some classes you can take? Maybe there's an ongoing course in transcendental meditation, if that's one of your things. Maybe it's going to be in yoga nidra and guided meditation. Whatever it is, is this something that you're going to do as an ongoing class? Is this something you're going to do as an immersion? Maybe you're going to take off and go to India for a couple of weeks. Whatever it may be. What is it, though, that is your intention, if this is what you want, that you have as a plan, as a means to get there, And where are you charting that course on your map of 2017? Have you picked the event? Have you bought your ticket? Have you bought the hotel? Is it already locked in? So it's not just some dream of, oh, here's some 10-day long conference in July that I think I'll go to. And then before you know it, it's June and it's sold out. Or it's June and you haven't saved up the money. That doesn't work. So right now, go back and look at that list of values Look at that question of what you want every day to, to truly hold the meaning for you in life and say, okay, now how am I going to get there? And further, not only should you be planning on these big events, and I have always been a proponent that you attend at least one big, huge getaway from your house, your family, your friends, sort of an immersion style event at least once a year. Now, I think it's helpful if you can do that in the first quarter, if this is some kind of an event that you think is going to give you some sort of skills that you think will help set up the remainder of your year, whether that's on finances or on marketing or whatever it may be. Maybe it's on meditation because that's the thing that's going to actually have the most impact, whatever that is. And then certainly courses, smaller events, maybe three-day events or weekend events, mastermind groups you can be a part of every month of the year because a one and done doesn't work in any way, shape, or form. But having these things on the calendar and committing to them right now and then having the rest of life, the pebbles and the sand fill in around that, I will tell you will be the thing that will absolutely be a game changer for you in 2017. The same thing goes with fun. We all should have something big that we're looking forward to that's on the calendar. My rule of thumb is at least you know somewhere in the next six months that you have something to look forward to. And I know that may, may sound absolutely crazy, but I can tell you the older you get if you don't plan fun time, oddly, it just doesn't happen. So if you're a guy and it's the guy's golf weekend getaway... Always have that thing that you're looking forward to. It's amazing how important that is to the psyche. If it's girlfriends and it's the girlfriend's birthday weekend, I certainly know that I have that to look forward to twice a year. Those things have got to be planned out though. So that when you're feeling that kind of, ah, what is the point of all of this? That you have that thing on the calendar to go, oh, but you know what? This thing is coming up in a couple of months. And I so cannot wait to have time with my friends. It really, really does matter. Now, This may sound a little bit crazy, but I do believe wholeheartedly that proximity is power. Meaning, where can you put yourself when you need to, to hyper recharge your battery? Now that is going to be different for all of us. For some people that live in the city, it might be you've got to find a way to get out into nature, to go sit amongst some trees. Maybe for some people, it's hanging out with a lot of others. If you work from home, you've got to supercharge your batteries by going to, you know, these kind of events where there's a lot of people in a room to help supercharge your battery and really get you excited for the next couple of weeks if, as I said, you're working from home and you need that kind of external stimulation. Here's where I'm saying it's a little bit odd. For me, my supercharge is Disneyland. Disneyland. Now, I'm sure my daughters are listening, and they will be the first to tell you that the fact that I moved to Southern California and bought a Disney annual pass made absolutely no sense. But here's why it does for me. My supercharge is magic. You probably have heard me say that word a bajillion times. Magic to me is in the awe, in the things that we don't know, in the mystery, in the, in the world of possibility, and sitting on Main Street watching little kids walk by and seeing the first time they see Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse or, or seeing the Matterhorn or Goofy or whatever it is, that level of magic on a kid's face, okay, truth be told, really it's on mine, is it's just undescribable to me. This to me is everything. So if I could, you know, once a month, It's nothing. I've got an annual pass. I've got to pay for parking. Not a big deal. That's like Starbucks. Who cares? I can drive there, hang out for half the day, and not even go on a ride just to be around the magic and the excitement of the possibility on every little kid's face. It shifts everything for me. And I know that's going to sound absolutely crazy. Swear to you, it is the absolute truth. What is that for you? What is the thing that inspires you? Before Disneyland, as odd as this may sound, it used to be airports for me. I love watching people, and I would look like a voyeur, I'm sure, watching people as they get off of the plane and they're being greeted at the curb, as people are running toward each other and screaming and hugging and jumping up and down. I love watching that. We all do. So it's little environments like that. If you can stop and think, what do I love? What really fires me up? And either one, how often do I go out of my way to put myself in that environment? Or two, when I am in that environment, am I stopping long enough to recognize it and to be there, to linger there, to take it all in, to not be so quick to rush right out? It's all of these things when you add them up truly in the whole of your life that absolutely make a difference. Okay, now it's time to wrap it all up. I said this would not be the typical goal-setting class. This is not going to be what do you want your net worth to be, what job do you visualize yourself in, where do you see yourself living, what does your perfect soulmate look like. I could ask you all of those things, but I can tell you this. If you aren't very clear and real with yourself in what matters to you truly and what you're after in this lifetime, all of that stuff will come and go. I'm after how we can create a true, real foundation of what matters to you that is unchangeable, that no matter what is going on in your external world, what is happening in the core of the essence of who you are is unwavering. So in recap, what is your question that before your feet hit the ground, you will start every day with? What is that question? What is that question that subconsciously, your mind will look for the answer for in every conversation, in every interaction, in everything you do throughout the day. I cannot begin to tell you how important it is to have a good quality question. If it's how can I find the grace in every human being I run across, that alone would change the world we live in. I can assure you we probably would not be so interested in building walls or worrying about who's paying for them. Two, how you start and end every day will absolutely change your life. If you don't have a morning routine, I would have you reconsider that. Every single successful person that I have ever met, heard of, or read about, all have one. They don't just get up in a chaotic fashion, trip as they get out of bed, fall over the dog, bust their tooth on the front counter, late for work, coffee's all over their shirt. That does not describe the successful human being. That describes a chaotic life where life leads them, they do not lead life. So one thing right here I could tell you from my best advice, really take a look at the first 30, 60, 90 minutes of your day and that you have got to be in charge of. If you're even thinking about saying back to me right now, geez, I wish I had the time, then go to bed a half hour earlier and get up a half hour earlier. That's all there is to it. There is absolutely zero excuse for you running out the door in a chaotic fashion every day. That is intentional. I can promise you that is intentional. So if you look back at what you said you valued, and if it really is about having control of your life, it starts there. Now, the end of it is that reflection. If you don't journal, now's the time to start. I don't even care if it's a pad and paper and a pen. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be leather bound, but that you're reflecting back on your day. Remember that question? How well did you do? How well did you do at finding grace or finding gratitude or a way that you could contribute to another or a way that you could personally grow or learn today, whatever that is? And what could you do better tomorrow? I will tell you, as it comes to gratitude, no matter what your question is, I absolutely believe that that's got to be on the list. What are you grateful for? And I'm going to really up the ante on this one. Don't make it something that anybody would be grateful for. Here's how I mean that. I want you to pick the worst part of your day. And if there wasn't one, awesome. That makes it easy. But the worst part of your day and whatever that is, what can you be grateful for in that what could you have learned? What is the takeaway? Where could there be a gift? Where could the benefit be? Because I can promise you it's in there somewhere. And the more you go to look for that in reflection, the easier it will become to finding the gratitude in the moment while it's happening. Because part of you already is going to be trained to go and okay, I know I've got to answer this at the end of the day. I may as well tap into it right now. It will change the world as you know it. I, that is an absolute, absolute guarantee. Now, How much of what you truly value, looking at that list, is how you're spending each and every day? This is paramount. This is the difference of having a bunch of things by your mid-40s that you realize are completely meaningless. The big house, maybe the multiple houses, the multiple cars, the ridiculous bank account that you couldn't spend in multiple lifetimes, and having a truly fulfilling life. If what you value, really value, is not how you're spending your time, that's going to be a problem. And the younger you are, if you're listening to this, the more you can tie into this, the better off you are going to be. And here's my final thought in closing. When you look at your list of values, and for this example, let's take into account my person that I was referencing earlier here in this podcast. Let's just pretend that those things that you value are growth and learning, contribution and giving back, time with family and friends, feeling good and having an abundance of energy, getting to relax and not feeling stressed, and feeling truly financially free. Now, if you were to think about that person, if those are your values or whatever your values are, now ask yourself, how does that person wake up in the morning? What does that person eat? Does that person exercise? How does that person dress? What is their attitude like? How do they interact with others? Who do they interact with during the day? What do they listen to? What do they read? Who are their friends? Who are their coaches? Who are their mentors? When you look at that list, when you think about what you really value, the image of that person, the image of you, should become really crystal clear. You see, and then all of these, what I consider pebbles and sand of, how much am I gonna exercise? I've gotta eat more broccoli, ah, ah, whatever it is. See, these now to me become very simple. They become very obvious. Because this person here, when you're staring at that list of your values on your bathroom mirror every day, when you're looking at that question every day, how can I contribute more to every individual whose path I cross, when that's what you're saying every day and this is what you value, being a contributor and growing and learning and and truly having abundant energy and having enough financial freedom that you can give back and become truly the generous person that you are in your heart then all of these other decisions that you have to make, they're just quite frankly simple. They're simple decisions, but not if you aren't clear about who you are and why you're here. Mindset to me is 99% of the game. I don't just hope. I believe that if you are listening to this, your 2017 will be the best year yet because it matters to you, because you're spending time listening to things and doing things to truly make a difference. I know this to be true. I would love to hear from you. I love the feedback. It really does fuel me beyond measure. And for those people listening who supported my book, it is called Fate, Destiny, and the Power of Free Will as this is kind of the culmination of everything we're talking about, you can find it over on Amazon, both in Kindle and in hard copy. Thank you so much for supporting. It's a super short book. It's a quick read. It's got a few questions in there to get you to think about what you want for life and the legacy that you're going to leave. But truly, once you get this nailed down, everything else to me is just so much easier. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. Keeping in mind, I will be off the grid for a couple of weeks in January, although Will Claxton, my, my guru of all gurus of social media, hanging out over in Thailand, even though he's from the UK, hopefully will keep me alive in your eyes here in my absence. But I look forward to coming back and talking to you about that experience as well. Thank you so much for making 2016 truly magical for me. It does mean everything. And thank you as always for listening to the Game Changer podcast.